1: and welcome to the Mads World catfishing special. If you aren't 100% sure what catfishing is, the term refers to a person who's intentionally deceptive when creating a social media profile, often with the goal of making a romantic connection. This trickery can be elaborate and may involve the use of fake or stolen photos, fake stories about their life and sometimes made up supporting networks as well. So what started this whole podcast adventure was an incident that blew up on Instagram where I was catfished by Tom, a mysterious stranger posing as a Premier League footballer in the UK who'd recently been signed by a London team. And the time has finally come to talk about my experience alongside a really interesting story from my good friend Nat who is living in Australia. I also recently spoke with MTV's Catfish UK who are currently on the lookout for people who are potential victims of catfishing. So if you think this could be you, let me know and I'll put you in touch. Before we jump into my interview, I want to flag that we discuss mental health issues and there is mention of suicide in our conversation. If you or someone you know are struggling with mental health issues or thoughts of suicide, please reach out to someone for help. I've included a link to the NHS recommendations for help with suicidal thoughts in the UK as well as Lifeline in Australia. Joining me up next is my good friend from Australia, Natalie, who has a catfishing story of her own. Hello, Nat. Hello, Mads. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm really, really good. It's so nice to talk to you. It's currently 10.47 in the UK at night. What time is it where you are? It's 9.47 a.m. on Sunday. Absolutely love that for you. And we're in lockdown, so I'm obviously just at home doing fuck all. So that's stunning. So let's kick off for the speed date round, just for everyone playing at home so you can get to know Nat a little bit better. So how did we first meet?
0: I don't remember the first time, but my first memory of you, I think we were about ten years old, so when we were really young. Yeah, we've been we've been friends ever since really. I think we've had we had a few primary
1: school experiences and then we spent a lot of time together in high school, didn't we? And most of our lady years in high school, so all of our first little romantic experiences with the boys in school and that kind
0: of thing and chasing after boys at parties. Oh for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely high school was when I think we got the closest and had the most um, funny experiences together. The most memes. And
1: yeah. so I know that we've spoken recently, but how long have you been single? So about two years off and on. Okay. And how many relationships would you say you've had? I'd say
0: two serious relationships, which were both about four years each.
1: Nice. And how often would you say that you go on dates? I'm a serial non-dater. So a serial <laughs> <I was> non-dater. <laughs>
0: On the dating podcast. Yeah. So I hate going on dates. I'll like do anything to get out of it. But I'd say that I've only been on my, in my whole like Tinder career, I think I've only been on like four dates. So how do you meet blokes that? It's a good question, Maddie. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Where do they come from? (laughs) They just kind of like pop into the air. No, I'd say um, I have met someone recently online Mm. and I, you know, I kind of, he asked to meet up and I was like, okay, but it's very rare that it actually happens.
1: Wow. So you're more of a talking online for years kind of gal. Yeah,
0: that's me.
1: Yep. <laughs> Not actually going yep. through with it. And in Maybe. saying that, what what's your usual type of guy then?
0: Um, I'd say like your typical, like some tattoos, kind of dark hair, a bit of a tan. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, anything in between.
1: Beautiful. All right. Well, I hope that's helped everyone get a good little scope on who Nat is. And this is our catfishing special episode, which I think everyone has been looking forward to for a long time and been begging me to do because this is what started the whole podcast um, initially was a catfishing story of my own but I wanted to hear your catfishing story that you've you've put together for us um, to tell everyone and then I'll get into the the nitty-gritty of mine and we can do a little bit of question time as well.
0: Yeah great so I just had you know your normal tinder Tinder experience match with this guy his name was Rowan. Um, There's no chance that Rowan will be listening so it's okay if I say his name but um (laughs) so i (laughs) I matched with Rowan, and you know he looked cute. He had some nice pictures. He didn't have much of a bio, but we got talking, and um, after maybe two days, we exchanged Snapchats, which doesn't always, um, you know, go down the right path. But he was fine. We continued. (laughs) We continued our chat on there, and then eventually he sent me a photo of the side of his face, and at first I was like, okay, he looks different, (laughs) but I didn't say anything. We just still kept chatting. And then he sent me another photo, and it was his like the you know his whole face, and he looked completely different. Like straight away, I knew that he'd been using fake photos, and he looked no- nothing like completely
1: them. different. How was it? Was it a weight thing? Was it a height thing? A hair color thing, or was it just a totally
0: different guy? Oh, totally different. I mean, the guy in the picture had brown hair. Um, Rowan kind of had red hair. Um, okay, just everything. Everything was very different. And so I called him out on it and I was like, you look different to your pictures. And then (laughs) he fully admitted to it. He was like, yeah, I used fake pictures. No one likes me the way that I am. Um, It's the only way that I can talk to girls. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay okay. Like it was a bit weird.
1: Yeah. And at this point you must be feeling pretty used as well. Cause he's just totally tricked you.
0: Yeah. But it was such a weird feeling because he, he then kind of made me feel bad because he was like, you know, it's the only way girls will talk to me. I'm so ugly. No one will talk to me the way that I am. And so he actually, he made me feel quite guilty. And then that kind of, trapped me I guess because then I felt like I had to keep talking to him because I felt bad for him
1: yeah and that's quite manipulative of him as well to sort of rope you in in that way and make you feel somewhat responsible for his well-being or his mental health or something
0: oh for sure and it kind of continued on like it didn't end straight away he'd kind of keep messaging me and I was like "Mm, okay like I'll reply but only because I felt bad for him um, and it got to the point where he'd asked me to meet up he was like you're so beautiful I want to meet up with you will you please have a drink with me and I was like oh you know like you used fake photos I don't really want to and he like he it just the guilt kept going he was like no one wants to have a drink with me and he'd send me a snapchat and it was you know just him sitting in a bar having a drink and he was like can you please come meet me and I was like Mm, was like it was just red flag after red flag. But, um, yeah, the whole time it was just him guilting me into talking to him pretty much. That's insane. And um, this was one of the questions we, we
1: had f- um, from listeners, but why do you think your catfish did what he did and, and why do you think people would want to trick people into thinking they're, some- they're somebody else?
0: Honestly, he was just lonely, like, I felt so bad for him um, mm. and I ended up cutting him off in the end because it just got a bit too much. But even then I felt a bit bad because he's just a lonely person and he just wants someone to hang out with.
1: Yeah, and um, so that was my next question. How did it end? You just ended up cutting it off with him. How long did this go on? So
0: it probably went on for I'd say like two months or so, but it got to the point where um, yeah. his mental health was obviously very bad and he actually talked to me a few times about, ending his own life and mm. that's when it it just it made me feel yeah i guess it's it's not a nice thing to hear about but coming from someone that you don't know as well you feel really pressured to help them but
1: yeah you feel pressured to help yeah. them and you, and i guess obviously you're not responsible for his um actions or anything but you would feel a sense of responsibility if anyone told you that whether it was a friend or a colleague or even someone you don't know I guess it's just the humanitarian in all of us that would want to reach out to someone who's in need of in need of help mentally
0: yes that's why I I mean I kind of kept it going kind of helping him but then it got to the point where I was like this is a bit much for me you know I I don't know him I can't can't support him the way that he wants support Mm -hmm. um Yeah, and I just had to cut it off.
1: And at the end of the day, if it's detrimental to your own mental health and if it's someone you don't know, I mean, you don't know his ulterior motives, he could have been making it all up. It could have been putting you in a potentially dangerous situation as well. So I think you definitely did the right thing there.
0: Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week.
1: um and in doing some research so this kind of goes back to why people do catfish other people in doing some research about catfishing and the psychology behind it for the podcast I read some really great articles that suggested loneliness as you said struggles with social connection and dissatisfaction with physical appearance were some of the main reasons that led people to catfish so I think that definitely aligns with everything you've said and Um, Something else I found really interesting as well in reading all these articles was that it's, it's quite common for some queer individuals to be known to catfish as it gives them a sort of safe opportunity to explore their sexuality, which I think was really interesting. And if you aren't accepted in real life, perhaps people are sort of driven online to to build those connections with others. Yeah, for sure. Others might use catfishing for revenge or as vigilantes. So there's people out there who consider themselves paedophile hunters and like pretending to be young kids and that sort of thing who lure in paedophiles. And I guess another huge thing to mention is that catfishing it can be purely um, an attempt to get money so as we know from like the tv show there could be one guy out there just like your guy who's doing this to 20 different girls and then asking them to send him financial support or whatever so other than that I guess just boredom is a motivator for catfishing which I'm I'm assuming has happened to a few people during lockdown and um, yeah it can lead to like a slow spiraling addiction to it as well if it's sort of something that's you know um rewarding for them or whatever they're hoping to get out of it
0: yeah like I, I doubt that I was the only person that Rowan <clears throat> had done this to I, I'm sure there was other, lots of other girls
1: yeah and that's really interesting that you say that as well and can realize that because I guess it's not something that you would have probably thought about when it was happening to you but it's easy to look back on and um yeah think about all the reasons why he may have done what he did Yeah, yeah, for sure Well, this brings us to my little catfishing experience, which I'm sure everyone is very excited for me to recap. And um, I don't know if you – were following along with the the football the tom story at the time nat but um basically I definitely did <laughs> okay good so you'll you'll be there to fill in any of the gaps but um I'll just I'll just start from the very start because if you if you didn't follow me on Instagram at the time and you weren't part of everything that um launched this podcast and the excitement of it all hopefully I can give you a nice little story now so the story begins when I see a guy called Tom on Tinder he's an athlete at the Premier League or so his job says He's age 29, and his bio is, first of all, my apologies for not having a photo. I'm not hiding anything bad, at least. Kind of famous, and I would appreciate if we meet not to leak anything. And at this point, I just posted on Instagram and said, seems legit, ha And people start rolling in, talk to him, get him going. And I say, evening, Tom. He says, hey, how's it going? I said, pretty good. Have had a nice day yourself. Why no photos? He says, what did you do? And... I'm not allowed to post any photos up until next week. I just came to London, signed my contract, and I'm not allowed to use any social media up until a Friday. I said, oh, I see. What team will you play for? And Tom says, a big one with an angel emoji. (laughs) I said, that's exciting. You can't say which team. He says, unfortunately, I can't. All the paperwork has to finish first. And I said, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, what's your Instagram? And he says, oh, you'll have to be patient up until Friday. And I'm from Europe. Hope that's enough to keep you going. And at this point, I'm putting all of this on Instagram. Everyone is just loving it. This guy is clearly taking the piss. I mean, I don't even know who he thinks he's fooling. He sounded pretty legit though. It does get more and more legit. And that's the intrigue in this story because as it goes on, people started saying to me, Mads, what if he's real? Yeah. And like sending me footballer profiles, they're on like the – The football transfer network or whatever it is. And yeah, people are coming to me and saying, What if it's real? And I said, How long have you been a footballer? He says, For as long as I can remember. And I said, Oh, that's quite a long time. (laughs) He goes, Around ten years as a professional player. And I said, So if you've just been signed, what are you famous for? He says, I've played in other big leagues as well as in the Champions League. And I said, Oh, that's quite a big league. He says, But I'm not as famous or talented as Ronaldo. And I said, Who's Ronaldo? (laughs) Oh my god, Maddie. yanking his chain. I said, can you send me one photo? I won't leak it. And everyone's going, get a photo of this guy. We need to know who it is. He goes, I'm afraid I cannot. It's on the contract. The fine is quite big, but don't worry. I can say that I'm well looking. So at this point, I'm thinking, okay, get to Friday. This guy's going to show me that it's a famous footballer and I'm going to become a rich wag. I'm going to live the life of my dreams with Tom, this stunning footballer who just happens to fancy me. So at this point, we've got a few thousand people on Instagram. They're all very invested in the story. I'm getting messages every day going, have you heard from Tom? Where's Tom? What's going on? So I follow up with him. And he says, ever been in Annabelle's, which for those playing at home in Australia, Annabelle's is one of the most like bougie clubs in London. It's where your David Beckhams go. People like him would even get knocked back. Like it's super exclusive. I said, no, never been in London. He says, yeah. He says, yeah. And I said, is it good? He goes, my manager says so, but I've never been. I'll make a party on Sunday. And he says, you were invited. And everyone's freaking out at this point because I've been invited to Annabelle's. A lot of people would kill to go there. Everyone at work's going, you have to go. Like, I've never even been, blah, blah, blah. And then everyone's saying, I know it's fake, but I just want it to be real so bad. I'm getting messages saying, why the fuck am I so invested in a potential catfish footballer in another country? (laughs) And then I said, is your name really Tom? I forgot to ask. He says, no, it's not. And everyone across the internet starts Losing their shit. They're like, what is real anymore? Is Tom his real name? Is he really a footballer? Then he follows up and he says, The party is now on Saturday. Same place. We speak tomorrow for details. Good night. I said to him, What are the details for Saturday? How will I find you to know what you look like? And at this point, everyone's saying, Footy finals are on and I'm more invested in this. (laughs) What are you going to do? I've got my little dress sorted. I'm ready to go to Annabelle's. And then Tom doesn't reply. And I'm sitting here thinking, what am I going to do if this guy doesn't reply? I've got thousands of people. People have put bets on. People are waiting to hear what happened to Tom. And he ghosts me now.
0: He secretly broke your heart, didn't he,
1: Maddie? He broke my heart. I thought he was going to be the footballer of my dreams. I was going to live my best WAG life. I was going to be rich and I was going to have lots of WAG friends. But then he went AWOL. And my heart was broken now. You were almost the next Victoria Beckham. Almost. I know. I was almost the next Victoria Beckham. And what was his end game? What was his end game now? That's what I don't understand. Was he trying to get nudes? Was he trying to get money? We've just talked about all of the different things that people do and the
0: reasons that they catfish others and I just don't know what he wanted from me. Yeah, it's like he seemed invested like into like, he either was tricking me really good or he actually did want to meet you.
1: Yeah, and I don't understand why he asked me to come to Annabelle's and made up that whole lie and then, like, maybe he just had a better offer, maybe COVID hit and the party was cancelled, I guess we'll never know. And yep. then, in the end, my friend Nikki ended up paying £3 for Tinder Premium to see if he'd read the message and he'd left me on red now.
0: <laughs> oh, no, Maddie. What not even deal. <laughs>
1: I know, but at least the podcast was born out of the experience, and I think it's all on my, um, all on my Instagram highlights on my main account. If anyone wants to go and relive the story, but I guess um, the end of my catfishing story sort of brings us to our left on red segment, which is aptly named because it. It makes everyone sort of question their surroundings and question their universe when you get left on red. And um, our first question that we've received from listeners is, "How did it make you feel to get catfished some- by someone?" And so, I guess yours was more of a serious story. Nat, so I'll throw this one to you first of all. How did it make you feel to get catfished by Rowan?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, at the beginning, I wasn't, I wasn't that invested in him. So, I really, I, I, I didn't really take it to heart. I didn't care. But once it kind of spiraled into the whole mental health thing, it it kind of got to me and then it made me feel quite down, I guess.
1: Yeah, and I guess um, definitely speaking to someone and someone that you don't know but feel quite responsible for can have detrimental effects to your own mental health, can't it? Oh, yep,
0: 100%, sure. After,
1: like, chatting about everything and all the reasons that people do catfish others, do you think you can sympathise with him at all?
0: I can. I think what we were talking about before, his loneliness, I qu- I felt quite bad for him. He just wanted a friend he wanted someone to hang out with, so I can definitely understand why he did it.
1: Yeah, and it is, it is quite sad, really, and I guess all the reasons, apart from fishing for for money they they kind of just yeah make you make you really realize all the the different things that people are going going through, and the different things people are driven to when they're experiencing these
0: kind of mental health issues. Yeah, the extent that they will go to to get, you know, just a friend or to find a partner.
1: Yeah, and even if it's not looking for a friend, it's just looking for attention. Like he could have ended up arguing with you, or you could have had a really negative response, and he probably just would have been happy to speak to somebody. Yeah, just someone to talk to. Yeah, exactly. Um, so our next question is: Have you heard about any catfishing trends? So I've done a little bit of on online. Re- research and reached out to everybody and some of the trends I've heard of are hat fishing or fat fishing. I can say I've never heard of either of those. (laughs) So this one person who I put a Facebook post in in one of the many groups that I'm in on Facebook for the podcast to do some some research some social listening and someone said that she was hat fished by a guy who would wear a hat because he had a hairline like a Nintendo 64 controller. (laughs) that's great i was like that is so savage so many people came out the woodworks and said yep i've been hat fished by a guy who was just wearing hats in his profile and um (laughs) ended up being bald but i mean that's day one stuff. If a guy's wearing a hat in all of his pictures, you can safely assume that he's got no hair or a receding hairline, which isn't a bad thing and it's, it's not necessarily my thing, but, I mean, you can safely assume that. You're just being stupid if you've been hatfished.
0: You know what? I think I've been hatfished when I think about it. I did meet up with a guy and really? ev- every time I saw him, he was wearing a hat. I'm not kidding like in every situation he would have a hat on. <laughs> oh my god. And then
1: fat fishing is obviously someone who has used older photos of them and then or used older photos or um used different photos where maybe they look skinnier or whatever and and yeah they they're actually quite overweight which I I think kind of goes back to that dissatisfaction with physical appearance reasons for becoming a catfish. That also happened
0: to me. I can completely say I was fatfished. (laughs) What happened? (laughs) So he he was young in his photos. He looked quite cute, you know, slim, bit muscly. I met up with him and he was, I mean, nothing against, you know, people that do this, but he was quite overweight. But it it took me by surprise because I was going off his photos, which were obviously a couple of years old. And then I've gone to meet up with him and I was like, Oh, like he's the same person, but he looks completely different. Now, honestly, I can see why you don't like dating. This is not going well for you. <laughs> I, I, don't like it. I mean, this is these two dates: the hat fishing and the cat fit notes. So the hat fishing and the fat fishing are two of the dates I've only been on like four. <laughs> so that's like a fifty percent. <laughs> I don't have a good record. <laughs> well
1: I was my next question is someone said to us how common would you say catfishing is in Australia versus the UK and I can see from your experience it's really <laughs> common in Australia <laughs> Yep Well I think in England it's more common than people think because I see a lot of people on social media complaining that their images have been used on fake Instagram profiles and like asking people to report them and that kind of thing because um yeah like I don't know what these people are hoping to do with these profiles but it's probably just yeah people using more attractive people's photos to sort of um engage with other people but um once someone actually used my photo as their profile photo on Instagram and I had to message them and be like bro that's me can you delete that and then they just blocked me I was like sweet (laughs) like I don't know what I'm supposed to do about this but um Another guy who is an Aussie guy living in London, who was quite handsome, got in touch with me to tell me that his photos and his name were being used by someone else on a grinder profile. So this meant that um, because his name was being used, he received all these like thirsty Instagram and Facebook messages from th- really thirsty gays that were kind of looking for a quick shag. <laughs> he oh was like, God. what are you talking about? I'm not even on Grindr. I'm not even gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so strange. But um, yeah, so our last question is um, what are some red flags people can watch out if they think they are being catfished? So what would you say you've learned from the experience and what, c- what help can you offer to other people?
0: I feel like I've definitely got like like, a good catfish, like, vibe now. Like, if I'm scrolling through Tinder or something, I can just look (laughs) at someone and be like, you're not real. You you can just, I don't know, you just, after time, you just pick up, like, a bit of a radar. Yeah. (laughs) If they don't have, like, a bio or, like, they only have one or two photos, I'd be like, no like there's something going on there but if they have like a long bio they have you know five photos it kind of makes you feel like they're more likely a real person I
1: guess for sure and I think um just some of the obvious red flags people can watch out for so if they refuse to video chat with you and like I think FaceTime now is so normal from COVID everyone's and like we FaceTimed right before the, this call um it's so normal to ask someone to have a quick FaceTime and if they're reluctant to do that you can you can get a little bit suspicious and um like equally if they never send you a selfie in the moment or if they do it's not of their face so if it's of like their feet or just something they're doing like if it's never actually of them I think another red flag that you can definitely watch out for is if the people in your life that you trust seem suspicious of that person or if they let you know they're not sure about them. So I think sometimes it's hard to know what your gut is telling you when you're in the midst of a situation and the people around you might have a better objective view from their position. So yeah, I guess if the people the people in your life are sort of telling you that that person's giving off bad vibes, maybe it's like a good idea to just listen to what they're saying and, and think about it yourself. Um and yeah, I think the final three—the final three red flags—I'd say—is um, they're ridiculously good-looking. So traditionally, that is a red flag. It's a red flag because I think typically, really attractive people, like model-like level, celebrity-level hot people, don't need to be on dating apps because they're probably getting enough attention elsewhere. <laughs> I literally always think that. If they're really good looking, I'm like, why are you here? You're surely not real. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, another another idea you can do as well is trying a reverse Google image search. So I can put a link in the bio on how to do this. But basically, if you save one of their pictures and then put it into Google, it will show you all of the places where that picture is on the internet. So potentially, if they're using like a model's photo or, a, or whatever, it will come up and, and you can find out that way. I think all of the FBI girls out there <laughs> listening to this, have definitely tried to reverse Google image search. know I've done it in the past. But um, yeah, the obvious final red flag as well is if they ask you for money. So I think that's that's kind of like at the very end stages of being catfished and you'd kind of be like, okay, I know it's gone. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining the podcast, Nat. And this has been an awesome chat and it's been super fun to catch up with you and hear all about your catfishing story.
0: Um, was there a, a note you wanted to leave it on? Oh, look, I'd just say... You know, try and grow your catfish radar, what we were talking about. You know, you can kind of you can kind of pick them from afar once you've had a bit of experience. So, mm-hmm. you know, just work on that radar. And so, um, <laughs> you know, find find the real ones, not the catfish, the fat fish or the hatfish.
1: Love that. And, um, yeah, build up your catfishing radar muscles, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, work it out like a gym. Like a gym, yeah. All right, well, I'll yep. chat to you soon, Nat. Thanks so much. All right, thanks, Mads. Bye. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Nat. Please let me know on my Instagram. It's at madsworld.mp3 if you have any stories or thoughts of your own to share. And once again, if you are struggling with mental health issues, please reach out to one of the services I've linked in the episode description. Love and elbow taps. Peace.